No banter, just straight straight work. And then just end it right after that? Or just flip no. it? Yeah. Then banter. Maybe then banter. I don't know. You got a banter, Sean. What, what else are we doing this for? <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't go on the internet. Watch TV. Read newspapers. I hate this place. Uh, geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. No television. What do you do? You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. You must have had on some really nice pants. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the interwebs, we have the friar of feel-good vibes, the poobah of peaceful ponderings. He's too tall to talk to, the one and only Sean Mackey. Sean, what's up? I'm too tall to talk to. Is that Look, it's mean? it's a reference from from the movie. I know. Our feature film of the week. I know. You never pick up on the references. I do. Yeah, Harry says that. He's too tall to talk to. He's too tall just, to talk to. I think Sam would have gotten that, not me. I'm only well, six three. Well, you're tall, tall, dark, and handsome man yourself, so it all works out. Well, I appreciate that. Just let me give you compliments, dude. Come on now. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll, I'll stop with the... I'll just let you just give me compliments and I'll just sit here. <laughs> Basking the glory. Also join us from across the bandwidth, the Baron of Banter, the Lord of Leaving It All in the Court. He reads the last page of a book first so he doesn't die before knowing the ending. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, what's going on? Everything, man. Everything's going on. That's such a terrible uh, strategy when going about reading a book. I find that I'm definitely one of those people that like need to read every single part. Like I have a hard time with books that ask me to skip around. So, but I f- I feel like I read about a study that someone did like a long time ago that said people enjoy movies enjoy movies and books more when they know how they end. Hmm. And I kind of think that's true. Huh. Do you find that, like, I don't think that's true. Perfect example. When was the best time you watched Fight Club? The first time. The first time when you Probably don't know the, the twist time. coming and it just hits you. Maybe it's only, like, that's twist specific, where if it's not a twist, then you want to know the ending. But I feel like, yeah, the suspense, man. You need the suspense. I guess so. But does the suspense make it, like, I don't know. Does the suspense make it sweeter, or does it just make it more suspenseful, more stressful? Do I need more stress in my life right now? Probably not. Yeah, during this time, definitely just read read the last page. Just in case. (laughs) Yeah, just help yourself. You could die at any moment. Self care. I like that. I like that philosophy. I'm all on board. (laughs) Plus, if you read the last page first, and you don't like how the last page goes, you save all that time that you could spend reading all the other pages. True. And for someone like me, whose you know true. time is worth a significant amount of money, that's that's a crucial strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do it. It's, it's tough being as incredible. Yeah, you need as poor assistance to make sure that you're always optimizing. <laughs> yes, they're all around me right now. <laughs> yeah. They're doing my hand, my fingernails, and my hair. And, well, uh, in other news, we are uh, we're we're a week out from uh, my brother getting married. What? Which is exciting news. Shouts, shouts to Mike and Ashley. That week we have some have some special plans in terms of the podcast, but before we get to those plans, 
You guys are just going to have to wait, all our listeners. Wait for the content. That's a that's a big there tease. There will be some, some spicy content coming. Not not if not related to the wedding, only like distantly related. We're not doing a live okay. podcast at their wedding. Should we? Even though they did ask us to do one, gotcha. we yeah. said we were. I don't know if that was your best man speech. <laughs> I feel like your whole best yes. man speech is just a podcast review. Well, for real though, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like I'm so used to like when I start like giving a speech, just being like, "Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to that." Like, what if I what if I like inadvertently start my uh, best man speech that way? <laughs> okay, here we You're go. Welcome back to that. another episode of Loose. Con- oh wait, this isn't. This okay, isn't my podcast. Here we go. Thank you all for coming. This isn't the the weekly hour where I just talk about nothing. Yeah, not talk about things I don't know anything about. <laughs> get, you're gonna have to practice. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be hyping up the bride and groom. <laughs> yeah, I gotta gotta get some some practice reps in. I'm too used to speaking in this podcast format, not not the speech format. Do you ever feel like you're gonna start a Zoom meeting like that? Like, hey, here we go. All right, I got my. <laughs> okay here we go welcome back uh, to another graphic design meeting (laughs) it's daylight outside i I can't say what if someone what (laughs) if someone on the zoom call then was like was like oh i know that podcast opening are you a fan of that podcast too and i'm like i'm i am that podcast (laughs) i am the captain now (laughs) that's my podcast Wait, what is this podcast about? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a movie podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about some some movie news. Let's get right into it. The biggest news. The news that's got us all bummed out. <laughs> the worst news. Dune. Oh, my It's delayed. The, Dune, the release of Dune delayed till 2021. October. Not just January of 2021. October I, of 2021. No. Still got a year to go until I see this movie. I can't believe it. I can believe it. It's insane. I mean, this is just terrible. Um, terrible news. D- Tenant was Christopher Nolan's least grossing film since The Prestige, which came out in 2006. And I think that this was bound to happen. I, you know, can you imagine, like, pouring your life and soul and millions and millions of dollars into a movie <laughs> and then being like, let's release it when nobody can Nothing go to the theater? <laughs> Do you think it'll be a cult classic though? Like there are going to be so many people that are actually going to see it in like a year. You talking about Tenet? Yeah, Tenet. Um, potentially, I think. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Like I think about movies like Caddyshack, and I'm like, how does that happen? Where a movie just tanks so hard in the theater and then comes back and like has a great second act. But I feel like you're right, Sean. Tenet could be like that, where it doesn't get the appreciation it deserves until it hits like DVR or whatever. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of different. Everyone's pretty much often times it's or heard of it. It's different than Inception. I think it's different than highbrow. But (laughs) I should just wait a full like forty seconds before saying anything. I was gonna say I feel like oftentimes it comes from like bad marketing or like going up against another huge blockbuster Mm -hmm. movie Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I think as a result of that, those movies end up being overlooked and people miss them so that they don't realize how good they were. Not because, like, you know, it was a bad movie and then people start liking the bad movie. I think it's just, like, just missing the movie more so than, you know. Absolutely. That makes sense. a good movie going under the radar. It's a good movie going under the radar rather than a bad movie suddenly becoming good. So, I mean, there's, I guess in that sense, there is potential for 
tenant to be a cult hit, I guess, if it went under the radar, if people just didn't see it because of coronavirus. So we'll see. I'm, I'm probably, you know, at this point, I'm just like resigning myself <laughs> to the fact that I'm probably going to have to reread Dune again because I'll for, forgot <laughs> everything about it. That uh, that that week I spent reading it on the beach last year was all for all for not apparently. So that sucks. But it's just at least a distant memory. Hey, hey, at least you know the ending. That's that's true. At least I can fully <laughs> enjoy the movie because I know that the is ending. True. It's just one of the many uh, many movies that have been postponed uh, this week. We also saw Batman postponed. There was a bunch of DC movies that got postponed. Kind of everything everything took a hit. It's like a, it's sort of a weird situation because you have these movie theaters closing down because there aren't movies to play in the movie theaters. And then you also have these people not wanting to release their movies because they don't know if there's like going to be people that go to the movie yeah. theaters. So it's like a chicken Catch or the 22. egg. What are you going to do? So it just ends up with, you know, a conundrum. Yeah. Probably going to have to end up watching Dune on my my phone screen <laughs> for yeah. my $30 Apple Watch. or something. I was going to say for $30. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming exclusively to Apple Watch. <laughs> can you imagine they start coming exclusively like to your Fitbit? Your Fitbit. <laughs> you can watch on your Amazon Echo, but that's it. Uh, yeah, I, I saw Tenet, but I couldn't really see what was going on because it was in this three pixel by three pixel screen on my Fitbit. That's great. <laughs> Somebody put us in charge of a movie theater, a production company. We'd have this sorted out for sure. Yeah. I think this is we're going to see the renaissance the of the drive us, you know. Where everyone's like, you know. Yeah. That's true. It's the perfect quarantine pandemic theater. Yeah, but if there's no movies to see in the drive-in like are people just going to go to the drive-in to see old movies? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably. God, you're such an idiot, Rudy. <laughs> didn't think of that why can't you be smart like me no i think hope i mean hopefully indie theaters are able to to kind of stay open i don't know i don't know what i don't know what the movie business is going to be in in a year um it's kind of a doomsday right now it seems like seems like nobody does seems like nobody does well let's pivot into some more interesting news rather than just commiserating over movies being postponed this is, uh, it came out this week that uh, Jamie Foxx <laughs> is potentially going to be reprising his role as Electro wow. in the next Spider-Man movie that they make, which, you know, who knows, you know, set aside the fact that w- that movie may never come out because of coronavirus, they're still planning on producing it, I guess. 2025. Now, but, um, yeah, the interesting thing about this is that Jamie Foxx was in a Spider-Man movie previously as Electro, but it was with Andrew Garfield, not the Tom Holland, the most recent iteration of Spider-Man. Mm. So this would be, you know, are they going to be leaning yeah. into the multiverse thing? Will they have the animated Spider-Man Dude. there as well? You know, so what's going to be going yeah, on? When there? you look at that post that he had posted to Instagram and then deleted, which was weird, um, it looked like a lot of Spider-Verse feels going on. Like it was... Yeah, you see, had the little squiggly lines for the Spidey sense, and it was very cartoonish. So uh, that would be bizarre. Imagine if they like, can you? Do you think they would do that? Like, bring the current Spider-Man rendition into like that weird Spider-Verse cartoonish? I don't know. You're getting into like Space Jam territory, then, right? With some like live-action cartoon crossover. You get Nick Cage as a noir Spider-Man. I don't know if I like this. 
you're out on the Jamie Foxx re, uh, reappearance, Sean? You know, I love Jamie Foxx. I just think it's it's strange that he already played um, Electro in a different, like, I don't know. It would just be strange to, like, bring the Sandman back from the original, uh, you know, Spider-Man series or um, bring Willem Dafoe. The Topher, the Topher Grace Venom? Sign me up. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. The, the be strange. Be strange. All I'm asking for is if they, they are going just, this multiverse route, that they uh, they at least put a phone call into Tobey Maguire, like uh, the very yeah. least. Give him a chance. I don't get that. Like Toby needs to be. Give in him this. a chance to say that. no. You'll never I'll get. Never why, understand your love what? for that <laughs> horrible <laughs> cinematic history. I've explained this so many times. Good weird. It's when something when things when things are like so bad they're baffling and that like puts your mind in a pretzel. That's like the best kind of movie. That's an Elijah movie. It's not just bad, bad. It's like bad, bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super bad. I like being baffled. Baffled by a film. Baffled by yeah. cinema. Well, thank I you say? for explaining that. Honestly, I think people are going to be like surprised when he shows up in one. Like, I don't know that anybody saw the Spider-Man that he was actually in, <laughs> yeah. that second Andrew Garfield one. Like, I don't think anybody actually watched that. So. No, I don't think so either. I think it was just Emma Stone's parents. If you if you were one of those few who, uh, who saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield, Jamie Foxx, and Emma Stone, uh, please write in to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Uh, gmail.com and share your thoughts so we can at least know if that movie is worth our time or not. I'm going to just go ahead and assume it's a no, though. Have you guys not seen it? No. No. Have you? Oh, okay. I've, yeah, That's I what I just it. got done saying. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> I thought you... No, uh, it was alright. That's what I'm saying. Like I think only Emma just Stone's right. parents saw it and then me. <laughs> That's about it. I'm not, I'm not planning on watching it. I'm not planning on watching it. Let's keep this train rolling on. We gotta keep this train rolling. On into uh, the, uh, the 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 our next segment here. We have a new trailer. Ooh. New trailer Ooh. dropped. This one actually dropped in time for our recording last week, and we briefly discussed it on the pod, but nobody had actually seen it. So we watched the trailer, and uh, we have some thoughts on the upcoming Death on the Nile. of the desert has the power to seduce I ask you have you ever loved so much So possessed by jealousy. That you might kill. You had something to hide. The crime is murder. Should have hidden it, shouldn't you? The murderer is one of you. I don't feel safe here. I don't feel safe with any of them. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequences. I have investigated many crimes, but this 
has altered the shape of my soul. Currently slated to be released on December 18th of 2020, which yeah. we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Death on the Nile stars Kenneth Branagh, um, Gal Gadot, um, Army Hammer, Army Hammer, yeah, An ensemble, a cast. whole slew of people here. Russell Brand. Uh, the little plot line on IMDb is: While on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Poirot must investigate the murder of a young heiress. So a lot of information to go off of there. <laughs> yeah, can I get my first take? Yeah, you guys, are you uh, in or out on? The Hercule Perot movies here. The extended Hercule Perot. The extended Perot universe. Oh, is this an extension of Knives Out? No, it's an extension of uh, Orient Express. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. Agatha Christie. To me, in my mind, this is an extension of Knives Out. This is Knives Out on the water. (laughs) Knives Out on the water. (laughs) Yeah, which I'm not like opposed to. It's like a whodunit, right? A classic whodunit. There are some similarities. But I like the cast. Yeah. I dig the resurgence of the whodunit overall. Underrated movie yeah. genre. I love I love those. Um, yeah. I love that genre. Did you guys see the one with Adam Sandler? I actually didn't. Was it good? It was alright. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was like probably one of the better like Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, one of the better Adam Sandler movies. I would see Don't that. rag on Adam Sandler. Friend of the program, Adam Sandler. What's up with what's up with uh, Kenneth Branagh just whispering? All the time, like I feel like he just That's whispered just his way thing. through Tenet, and now he's like whispering his way through Death on a Nile. Okay, here's the next question: Who's the bigger whisperer, Kenneth Branagh or Paul Giamatti? Ooh. <laughs> Recency bias, Kenneth. All Paul Giamatti does is either whispers or shouts. It <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. Most people are the Those best. images are in my head. <laughs> I'm just screaming at people. It's almost like that's what makes a great actor is you just have to know when to talk loud or talk quiet. Well, that makes Tom Hardy the best actor ever. Yeah. No, Tom Hardy just doesn't enunciate anything. <laughs> what, you, what did you say? He doesn't enunciate anything? Did I not enunciate the word enunciate? <laughs> so yeah, Death on the Nile. Uh, overall, in or out, Sean? All in. All in. Rudy? Yeah, I'll see it. I think I'll see it too. You know, it's probably gonna be one of those movies where they're like, uh, they're trying to confuse confuse you. I know the the biggest letdown in the first one is like when the murder on the Orient Express. You think you have it figured out who the person who the the culprit is, and then they're like, no, actually, it's everybody. Yeah, it's like let's stop that. You're yeah. just like, come on. Oh, is that sorry? The- spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> Don't watch it, Rudy. Well, now I know, so it'll be better to watch because I know the end. Ah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Keep coming back, baby. Keep hey. coming back. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. Next up on the docket, we're just plowing through segments here, segment after segment. We've got a little little segment we like to call. Oh wait, do you hear him? Is that what? who I think? Off it in is? the distance. <gasps> it's coming closer. It's that smoke. The dust. It is, ladies and gentlemen. Our Pony Express rider just 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 raced right in here. He just came in like a lightning bolt, just like on a trail of flames. He's got he's got uh, some correspondence from us, from the from the people, from the loose concept community, the LCC. I've got two letters here. What? We'll read the first. This first one might might cause a little drama. It's a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little spicy. A little controversial. Yeah, a little controversial. 
Who knows? We have a we have a former guest feuding with another former oh, guest. Wow. Yes, on love air. it. Love it. I mean, I don't know if this is really qualifies as a feud. Just to point out, maybe a roast. This is a roast. Ooh, even better. But it also also doubles as a uh, a damage control. So here's the damage control theme song. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Good looking, I'm not attractive. All right, as long as you're willing to admit that. No. <laughs> so here's here's the message, dear loose concept hosts. I appreciate you making me feel better for my constant mispronunciation of Paul Bettany's name by referring to Chris Pine as Chris Prine, no less than five times last week on the pod. Signed, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> yeah. We, so after listening, that. after uh, after receiving that message, I went back and I listened to last week's episode. There's really only one culprit of the uh, the mispronunciation, and that was our uh, our esteemed guest, the uh, founding father of loose concept fandom, Austin Gaver. Austin, I know you're listening, dog. It's Chris Pine, not Prine. There's no Nick R. Nick Jarrett though mispronounces okay, Paul Bettany, so time. I hey, you it's, know, it's constructive I, criticism. Like, not pretty yeah. good fan mail to call out <laughs> someone else, Nick. <laughs> I mean, he acknowledged he acknowledged his own uh, his own issues. He acknowledged his Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. <laughs> he understands he's throwing rocks from a glass house, but you know, <laughs> I appreciate the rocks being thrown in the first place. So uh, it's all good. It's all good. We, maybe we can have them on both on the face podcast off. at some point to uh, have a face off, have a pronunciation battle, a pronunciation battle, a takeoff. They'll just take give each other takes until one person can't stand the heat from the other person's takes that idea has legs the takeoff <laughs> coming soon to a loose concept episode near you our uh, our second our second message here from the loose concept listeners is <laughs> another message from the far north came in on the bobsled the bobsled pony express rider the, the bobsled the express rider, rider. yeah the, the moose express um but it's not from the usual source it's just as long-winded as our usual letters from canada but it's not it's not from the uh, the usual source they're so right, articulate this, up there yeah they do they really like to uh, articulate their thoughts but uh, we love it so here here goes here's the message hey it's your second favorite canadian to sam or third to Carly? <laughs> anyway, I'm catching up on the steaming hot pods, still fresh, by the way, and got your got your last takes on Inception. The ending scenes are not a dream, since Cobb's totem is actually his wedding ring, and the top is Maul's. He doesn't have a ring while handling handing his passport to customs and with his kids, but has his ring on in the dreams where Maul exists. Whoa. So we got another Whoa. damage control right there. This is Dang. like the wow. the lo- the uh, Pony Express damage her. control crossover that nobody knew they wanted. Holy cow! Yeah, apparently we got that all wrong. The ending scenes are not are dis- are definitively not a dream. This Canadian writer is saying. Also, for top Nolan movies, I put Inter- Interstellar ahead of Inception. Sorry, Rudy. Wow. He's kind of wow. you're catching catching strays in the in the Pony Express here, Rudy. It's okay. I still love Adam. Canadian strays. 
Also, I agree with your takes on Tenet. Good movie, sound mixing was a bit off. I think I'll like it better with a rewatch like a lot of Nolan movies. The beginning after the opera where he's on the boat working out seemed random, and I didn't get what was happening. And the ending battle sequence was confusing, and I had to do a lot of Wikipedia plot read through to figure out what was going on. (laughs) Just sharing the thoughts that are on Tenet. I guess that's sort of similar to what we said. Just not to He's interrupt also, Elijah, not to interrupt Elijah, but I just want to make an example to the rest of the fans that look, you could write us anything, literally anything. You literally write anything. It. We are obligated <laughs> we'll to read, read it. it. <laughs> Continue. He write. He follows it up with uh, some constructive compliments. Here Love we go. It. I'm impressed with how much you guys get out of just one sitting of this movie. I miss a lot of details, but you guys bring up tiny one-offs mentioned subtly. Nicely done. Oh, look at that. What a guy. What a guy. Love it. Also, get Sam as a guest again. He's got some good takes. <laughs> the Canadian cont- contingent loves their uh, representative. P.S. <laughs> sorry if I typed in the email address wrong. To whomever is reading this, my bad. P.P.S. <laughs> Dude, Dumb and Dumber. So good. The pinnacle of cinema. Signed, Adam. We need to have Adam on for Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Let's for real. On. Adam, come on the pod for Dumb and Dumber. We'll get you, uh, get you looped in here. Can you imagine the owner of the uh, loose concept poor at gmail.com <laughs> opening loose up this email poor at gmail.com. and what saying, like, what on? the hell is this? <laughs> I wonder who, who has that email address. <laughs> no, for real, though, thanks. Thanks. Shouts to, uh, Shouts to Adam, Adam Peters for writing yep. in. Our, one of our other friends from the, the, the far north, beyond the, beyond the wall. Beyond the wall. Um, we love you. We love you, Adam. We miss you. Come on the, the pod whenever, whenever you're ready. All right, that wraps it up for the for the Pony Express, the Pony Express damage control crossover. Um, things about that time, boys. Time to get into our feature film of the Let's week. Go. Now that we're like 42 minutes into recording. Let's go. This week, we will be breaking down When Harry Met Sally. Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan in a comedy about love. Someone is staring at you in personal growth. About life. I'm gonna be 40! <laughs> when? <laughs> In eight years. And fresh produce. Grab A new Rob Reiner comedy. I'll roll down the window. When Harry Met Sally. Rated R starts Wednesday at select theaters. trash it it's gonna be great we're gonna just <laughs> didn't you pick this movie, movie? <laughs> what i kind of picked it elijah threw it out there and i was like i was oh, just i just threw it out there because i was looking for fall movies okay we'll discuss it <clears throat> when harry met sally this is the uh billy crystal slash meg ryan vehicle from 1989 <laughs> A little synopsis. Harry and Sally have known each other for years and are very good friends, but they fear sex would ruin the friendship. So uh, this is a uh, classic rom-com. I think a lot of people really like this movie. 
um, which is great because we're about to just absolutely slander <laughs> it on it. For some reason, I thought both of you guys liked this movie, and I'm watching it the whole time, and I'm just like, what is going on? I don't, I don't know my friends. Classic Sean being like, maybe I can find things I like about this. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to totally just, uh, um, trash okay, this. Okay, a little bit of, to get behind the rationale for picking this movie, we just we uh, we had some last minute uh, scheduling changes, some pivoting, if you will. That's why you'll notice the last week's episode didn't announce this week's film uh, on air. But um, we pivoted, and I was we were just looking for some some fall movies. You know, it's it's October now. Mm-hmm. There's there's some crisp crispiness in the air mm-hmm. the leaves are changing the sweaters are out pumpkin you know, spots lattes are for sale everyone's injecting yeah. pumpkin into their veins everything's orange and brown and yeah. red it's october so we're looking across lists of uh best fall movies and this one was on pretty much every single list feel free to do the search yourself and you'll see we're all, we're also looking to diversify our portfolio <laughs> A little bit, and uh, this this gave us the opportunity to talk rom coms. Big mistake. Just Big show mistake. our show our uh, versatility here, and uh, so it just seemed like a seemed like a uh, you know an all around win. But uh, however, after watching it, uh, <laughs> I feel it was not not a win for me because I had to watch this movie. I before we get started, I just can't believe that this was this was the longest hour and thirty minute movie I've ever seen. For real though, right? <laughs> I'm I'm very reassured that you guys didn't like oh my this. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. It's like I don't know. Well, let's okay, let's uh, okay. let's look at the bright side. Let's talk about some best things first. It's what we do. We'll let uh we'll let Rudy go first. Our leadoff oh. hitter here, Rudy. Well, if any positive, there's any po- positive in this movie. What was it for you? I think it's uh, '90s New York. New York in the '90s. Uh, you mm. know, just a great time. The Twin Towers are still standing. America loves each other. Loves, you know, everyone loves each other. The Giants are good. Or Giuliani's up. the mayor. Giuliani's the mayor. The Giants are, you know, they got Phil Sims and they're about to have Eli come aboard. And Yankees are yeah. in their prime. How does it feel uh, watching watching a movie scene where the Giants are a good football team? <laughs> it, was, it was jarring. It was actually jarring. But yeah, just the scenes of the city. You know, it's a great. New York City is the, is a great city to film a movie in, and just an absolutely horrible city to live in. If you ask anybody who lives there, they're like, "This place sucks." Facts. So New York for City. Real. Sean, what do you have for best best part of this? So what I have for you know, best abysmal motion picture. <laughs> well, there's some. There's a couple. You know, redeeming qualities. Um, I thought the dialogue very witty. Um, the the sa- the soundtrack. I thought it. Just was very um, uh, streamlined in how it uh, trans transitioned Great the different scenes and yeah. sort of the different seasons because I don't even really consider this a fall movie because a lot of the scenes were in the winter months. mostly Christmas um, it was mostly you know, a Christmas, lot of movie. Christmas getting the Christmas tree yeah two New York New Year's Eve scenes so don't really know where the the fall vibes were coming except for that one scene where they're in Central Park with the leaves <laughs> but um, yeah. Woody dialogue, fast paced, and the soundtrack. Yeah, I agree with your uh, soundtrack take. I also agree with Rudy's uh, '90s take. You know, just the '90s in general. I think just the best part about this simpler time, no COVID in the air, just vibes. No Twitter. <laughs> just '90s '90s vibes. Poofy no, hair. No Instagram. Loose flowing pants. 
is great. Everyone loved Trump. I've, I've done Billy Crystal's uh, <laughs> Billy Crystal's wardrobe. Just all around great look overall. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, those jackets were on movie. point. Great, great jackets. Great, uh, great pants. Sweaters. Yeah, awesome sweaters. Whoever the wardrobe person was for this movie just uh, crushed it. I'm going to see if I can find their name, actually, so we can give them the shout-out. The only, the only real redeeming part of this movie. Yeah, can we give, the, can we give them a shout-out? Shouts to Jennifer L. Parsons, the costume supervisor for uh, When Harry Met Sally. You, you really knocked it out of the park. Good job, Jennifer. We should try and get her on the pod. I feel like we could get her on the pod. <laughs> can we get Jennifer L. Parsons be, on the pod? She can't be doing much right now, right? So we, I mean, we, we can ask her about where she found that gigantic white sweater that he wears yeah Ooh, yeah. yankee hat <laughs> let's go let's go put the call out jennifer l parsons come on the come on the program all right now the moment we've all been waiting for <laughs> the worst let's go boys rudy we'll go back to you again worst part of the movie yeah. unleash unleash the kraken <sighs> there's several worst parts um uh, to me, the the part that didn't make sense to me and that was the worst part is like Harry missing Helen, his first wife. He's this guy who's like super chill and like I re- I kind of actually liked Billy Crystal. Like I thought he was, you know, when he was just kind of talking, yeah, everything yeah, monotone great. the whole time and like just super matter of fact. And his lines, yeah. he was great at delivering his lines. But then him getting all like weepy and sad about some unknown Helen who he never even meet until that weird bookstore scene. Like I just didn't like that. I was like. <laughs> Dude, you're hairy, man. You, you know, a sharper image. You just like move along, you know, like always <laughs> a sharper image. Yeah, like move along and like get on with your life and just get together with Sally. You know, you guys know you're gonna get together. It's just like it's just stupid to me. I thought that was just stupid. I mean, but at the same time, like I feel like anybody that gets divorced would be boned about it, right? Yeah, but it's almost like the whole movie is like about how they're meant for each other, like throughout this whole long timeline. Like, I thought that was actually a cool part, too, is, like, how they did, like, the years jumping ahead. Like, not a lot of movies do that. Like, they'll just do it, like, once, maybe, but it had, like, a lot yeah. of, like, the three sections where it's, like, every five years yeah. they got together. And that's, like, the timeline running through. So, it's almost like it's just everything else in between is just waiting until they finally get together. So, why do you have to, like, give him all this emotion? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the, key, the key was a lot of hairstyle changes. I think that's what, what really... Yeah, they did really you know, look like they aged. Yeah, yeah I, see, I see what you're an saying. Interesting, yeah. Uh, they just had to bring his hair yeah, down a little bit and like slowly start moving it off. <laughs> Is that it? That's all you got for worst worst of, Rudy? Well, I don't want to go... I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm dancing along a thin line right now because I know you guys are big Meg Ryan fans. So I'll save that for my recast. Okay. But, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big Meg Ryan fan. I think she's fine. Like, I don't really. I'm not like. Does she love Sleepless gonna, in Seattle? I'm not gonna go to bat for Meg Ryan. No, I'm a big You've Got Mail guy. Well, you like that one too. That's also her, right? Yeah, but that's that's different. There's more. That's more for you know Tom Hanks. Great Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, great Tom Hanks. <laughs> great Greg Kinnear. Yeah, it's a similar movie. Yeah, it's like it's you've got mail is kind of like when Harry met Sally, but like if when Harry met Sally was good, <laughs> quotable. I feel like this was very quotable. Sean, what do you have for worst of? Yeah, I have sort of similar to you've got mail, but the love story was just too drawn out. I think it was a a tight, you know, hour and a half. But 
I think from the moment you kind of see them interacting, you're like, they have some chemistry. Um, and you, there's just this super long foreshadowing of that they're going to get together. And it doesn't really happen until like the last minute of the movie where they kind of, um, reconcile their feelings. And, um, it can just get annoying a little bit with Harry. He's, he can just seem a little bit arrogant, like he knows everything about love and relationships and it ends up, he kind of gets humbled at the end. Um, but you just wish as from a character arc standpoint that he figured that out a little bit sooner. So I think that can be a little agonizing throughout the movie is you're just like, dude, figure it out. That's true to some extent, but that is like what the whole movie is about. Right. I mean, like it's supposed to be about their relationship and then getting together. So like, <laughs> it is what the whole movie is about. And I, 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 but yeah. yeah, no, I feel like it. So it is. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe that is what contributes to making it feel so long. I don't know. <laughs> Why is it so long? Why we'll get into my so yeah. Maybe it's just because it's all conversations and they're not nothing really happens. It's just like walking around yeah, and talking. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get a, get into my my worst of worst list here. We're gonna start at the top, which is the most important place oh, to no. start. The list. Oh gosh. <laughs> Top of the list, Harry's speed walking tights. Oh, oh dude, yes. I forgot what about are you that doing? part. <laughs> what are we doing? That was so bad. Who speed walks? Oh my gosh, what was like, going I know on? It's, I know Just it's jog. the 90s and people are crazy, but at the same time, no one is that crazy. Dude, they look so ridiculous because they had like dude. windbreakers on up top, so it just looked like a little tiny. That's what you're legs. watching, and it's like, is this supposed to be serious? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. I was, I was going to say yeah, that for that this question section, but what's thank with you these, for bringing What's that. with these tights? They're terrible. That was I like <laughs> threw up in my mouth a little bit when I Who saw. Who's that them. costume designer? That we were just Jennifer L. Parsons. She dropped the Jenny. ball one time, Jenny. and this was it. Big mistake. Thought we wouldn't notice. She had a sick day that day. Oh. She had, the move there was to go with the the big the big swishy sweatpants with like you know the elastic yeah. around the ankle. Poofy that one of the ripoffs. An oversight by Jennifer on that one. Also worst, the, all the discussions about sex, like... Oh my gosh, yeah. What so normal dumb. people talk about sex that much? Maybe I'm I'm abnormal in that I don't have conversations about it that frequently. It was but bizarre. I just feel like that was like a little like... Off-putting. What are you people obsessed? Heavy-handed. You have a one-track mind? Yeah, way too heavy-handed. Agreed. It was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really dumb. It was, so <laughs> it was like the whole... Rela- like it was like basically the whole idea was... Which is like the pure Hollywood, I guess. Like that a relationship is... All a relationship is is sex. Like yeah. that's yeah. the whole defining point of a relationship. <laughs> Just so dumb. Yeah, and there were such awkward moments when they happened the, too. The conversations were just sort of like uh, you know, a little bit drab. There was some good some good lines. Some good lines though. I like where they were at the on the double date. Yeah. And they, the guy says pasta was the quiche of the eighties. Pesto. <laughs> Great line. I don't even know what that means. Or restaurants have become too important. Like it's great. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, but that's great. But yeah, for the most part, it's just like a little. I felt it was a little unrealistic. Like people don't actually have conversations like that, or I don't have conversations like I don't, that. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think it's that pervasive. <laughs> it's like every conversation you have, it's like really. I think this yeah. was a movie friends. that was basically built for New Yorkers, you know, and probably what they are talking about and dealing with. Well, Rudy's a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. What are you talking about? New Yorker. Nah, dog. I was on the train. 
I, d- I rode the train. I rode the Metro <laughs> North. I, d- I paid my dues. <laughs> anyway, a lot, a lot here to. Uh, I could go on. I could continue, um, but that sort of was the biggest one: the unrealistic conversations and the uh, sort of simplistic viewpoints shared therein. Um, and the fact that, like, you're just watching the movie and you feel like nothing really happens. No one really makes any progress. You feel like these characters don't really, like, develop too much. They're kind of the same person at the end as they are at the beginning. Like, yeah, you know, which is fine for some movies, but not a movie like yeah. this where it's literally okay. just talking the entire time. So I could go on, yeah. but we'll stop there. Also, New York City's trash, on. so. Let's, uh, let's move into uh, cut a scene, out a scene. No comment. Sean, you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, so, cut a scene, add a scene. I'm going to add, I liked, like you referenced um, earlier, the kind of double date. Except after Jess and Marie kind of start dating, you don't really see them together a whole lot. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Harry and Sally and Jess and Marie. So, I'm taking them to a Yankees-Red Sox game. Nice. Have some kind of, you know... Good conversation in between innings, in between pitches. I just feel like that would be a classic mm. New York um, activity um, in the fall if we want this to be a mm. fall movie. Sally um, gets hit in the face with a foul ball. Maybe something like that. Who knows? Some interaction with the, the, <laughs> the, the with uh, Jess Marie. I think would be good because you know that we have that Pictionary type scene. You know where they're at the house party. I think that was. I don't know. I just liked liked all of those um, um, outside of just Harry and Sally, more in, more in the universe of New York and their friend group, um, because the, mo- the most of the movie is just Harry yeah, and yeah. Sally talking. Talking, so I liked um, kind of leaving just that small universe. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the uh, that four way phone scene where like Harry calls <laughs> oh, yeah. Jess and Sally calls Marie. It's like that was good. I, it was, I thought that was pretty like creative. I I read that that took sixty takes to get right. I can't imagine six what? talking over somebody. Can you freaking imagine? I'd be like, I hate you, Meg Ryan. I'm, <laughs> I'm never talking to you again. Why would that take so long? Because they didn't have computers in 1989. <laughs> they had to like, we have to do this perfect. <laughs> no editing ability. What a bunch of cavemen, <laughs> primitives. No, I dig I dig that, Sean. Yeah. Um, it would it would allude more to the fall movie, so you know if we're if we're gonna have this be a fall yeah. movie, we need to go all in, and then um, cut a scene. Mm. That second time they meet at the airport, and Harry sort of meets Joe, and then they're on on the plane together, and then they're talking afterwards on the in the you know terminal. I just think is a little unnecessary. There's not a whole lot that we learn uh, you know more about, and it's just. Th- a similar type of interaction that they had in the car um, traveling across the country. So I just, you know, would cut that out to make room. Yeah. Word. I agree. I love it. Rudy, what do you got? Yeah. You need to cut like at least half an hour from this movie. I don't know. Mm. There's, there's multiple places. 45 um, minutes even. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the back and forth is just like agonizing. <laughs> the scene where pretty much as soon like after they sleep together, it should be like, okay, we're happy and we get married and that's it. Like the yeah. fact that like it goes back and forth and 
you know, they go to the New Year's, and then, like, I did actually yeah. like the scene where he's, like, running to find her, but then I didn't like the way that concluded, where she's just kind of, like, still pissy about it, and, like, no, like, <laughs> you're right, Harry, I love you, too. I hate you. Right. And he's all sweaty, like, I, they should have really, like, they made him a little sweaty, they should have made him, like, panting and been, like, <sighs> <sighs> drenched. I love you. But, um, but, yeah, specifically, too, I'd really like them to cut any scene where Harry's, like, yelling, because, like I said, he was just so chill. Just, like, kind of just being deadpan and, like, super calm and just, like, unflappable. And so that's a lot of things to cut, but <coughs> ax those. And then my minor ad is uh, at the end, you know, throughout the movie you have all the couples that are uh, retelling their stories of how they first met. Which, another fact, um, mm-hmm. those are real yeah. stories that Rob Reiner collected, but they're actually actors who performed it. So... Um, kind of lame not actually the real people so instead of having Harry and Sally do their little uh, talk on the couch at their age get the makeup artist going make them 85 and then talk about their long life <laughs> yeah, together and how seriously. they were married for hmm. 50 years good call. yeah it was a little awkward at the end when they're just the <laughs> same age as that, that they you know we see them at you know at New Year's. Yeah, if you're playing with timelines, go all the way, man. Right. I'm kind of jumping on, on Rudy's train of it's just too long, so I'm going to cut about five minutes from, like, every scene. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think five minutes is a whole scene length. I'm going to cut two minutes from every single scene, and then I'm not adding anything back in because this movie is way too long. It's just a drag. It's a complete drag of a movie, a slog, if you will. Like Rudy said earlier, it's the longest hour and a half movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, I like, I do like, sort of like what you're saying. Cut it at, at the, uh, cut it after they, uh, you know, spend the night together, which I think is probably a good call. Um, I think if I'm, I'm adding something, if I have to add something in, I'd probably add in more Carrie Fisher. I think she was. Yeah, good. yeah, she agreed. So you're watching the movie, it's like, yeah, everybody does. You know, a lot of girls do seem like they have a friend like that. She's really good at being the. Uh, like the girl you're dating's friend, you know, yeah. like that. She was I don't know, incredible. Like that's a familiar character. And Carrie Fisher did a great job with it. She's such a, you know, she, she jumps off. Oh the yeah. Screen. Yep. Yeah. 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 She's not like, you know, annoying at all, but she's also not like someone you want to spend a ton of time with, but you do want to spend more time with her cause she's interesting. <laughs> so it's like, it's good. She, she, she does it. She plays pitch for pitch. Perfect performance there. So maybe I'd, I'd add more of her and maybe some more Billy Crystal doing his best uh, Seinfeld impression like he's doing. <laughs> What's the deal with all Lang Syne? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like that. Let's move into recast a role. Let's go. Uh, let's start with, uh, with um, Rudy. What do you got for the recast here? Yeah. So uh, you alluded I, to it earlier with Meg Ryan. I sure did, yeah. Meg Ryan's getting the cut. Uh, she was just, uh, forgive me, Meg, but you were just whiny and complainy and, like, nasally and just, like, I don't know. High maintenance. I don't know what he saw on you. Just annoying. You were just, like, annoying this whole movie, start <laughs> to finish. And, there was, and, like, there weren't really any redeeming qualities, you know? Like, there weren't scenes where she's, like, showing her better side. It was, like, her being annoying throughout the whole movie, you know? Mm. And I just, like, like you know, they could have taken it somewhere like, okay, she's really into her journalism career, and like, oh, she's doing this great story on something, and she really cares about this issue. No, it was just, 
I don't really know if I want to love yeah, him. Yeah, they didn't even talk about that. <laughs> she had no redeeming quality, so... And she was the same Yikes. height as yeah. Billy Crystal. Maybe a little taller, <laughs> so? which... I found a little... Uh, what are you, heightist? Unbelievable. Uh, well, you know, whatever. Moving on. Heightist? Wow. <laughs> I'm not a heightist. <laughs> that is interesting, Rudy, that they didn't bring um, up the their jobs at oh. all, their careers at all. Yeah, like you have no idea, like... He mentioned that he was a political consultant or whatever, but who knows? If that's really what he did. <laughs> I have know? that. I have that written down as one of my one of my uh, questions. Which side do we think he was a political consultant for? Republican or Democrat? Ooh. Libertarians. <laughs> Libertari- libertarian political. Yeah. Libertarian. So uh, Green Party. So I'm cutting cutting Meg, and I'm putting in. Uh, it was tough because you have to pick someone who's like kind of in in that time yeah true uh julia roberts she kind of fits the age bill i find her much more likable i find her you know charming and she she could have played like kind of a little like a more oblivious in the beginning and then kind of like come around to discover that she actually like maybe more like play up the whole like she's she's really out of his league and he just like but she realizes that she actually loves him because he's such a good friend like i thought that was a good point like they have they build this relationship and this friendship first, and then they have like the marriage. Right, and it's like that's yeah. a really great point to teach Hollywood. Like that's how you should build a relationship. Yeah, and uh, I think she, she would have been better. I like that. I like that recast. I I'm, I'm getting a little concerned, Rudy, because I think this is like the seventh movie in a row where you've recasted the uh, main female actor. So I, I just think <laughs> you, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yikes. We'll see. We'll see if the streak continues on next week's episode. <laughs> But uh, for now, we'll leave that leave that as it is. Sean, who do you have for your recaster role? So, I liked the character of Marie. I liked the character of Jess. Thought Carrie Fisher knocked it out of the park. But Jess, I didn't think, you know, he was lacking. And I think a good um, comedic partner to Billy Crystal would be Steve Martin. Get Steve Martin in there as the, his buddy. Mm. I think him and Carrie Fisher oh. would have worked really well together. Um, and I think if you, like, I wanted to add more scenes of the, you know, kind of two couples together, I think that would have been a really good dynamic. Yeah. Just as, just as kind of like a nothing burger. Nice stash though. Yeah. Nice stash. Love the stash. Yeah. I mean, he was, he he was competent. I just, you know, didn't really stand out. Yeah. Functional. Um, journeyman. Not to do a live time damage control but <laughs> just want to look and show tell you that the last five movies i've only recast the an actress once and that was tenant with uh elizabeth the becky just looking at my notes really quick the other four last one hell or high water i recasted the sun.org uh previous because yeah, there were no women to recast well john carter all. i recast uh dominic west john wick i recast dean winters <laughs> Okay, okay. So I'm a... <laughs> Fact don't, check. Don't cast me as some type of misogynist here, guy. <laughs> Just p- trying to point out a trend. It's a two-movie trend now, though. So it is a trend. No, last... All you need is, all you need is two points to have a last trend. Last was Hell or High Water. I didn't... Oh, that's that, right. That counts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting them out of context. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. You're right. For my recast role, I was thinking possibly uh, Nick Cage <laughs> as Harry, but uh, Nick Cage is t- Nick Cage is above this drivel. He's too uh, t- 
to to uh <laughs> didn't, yeah definitely he, he did a movie with meg ryan didn't he he's too artistic for this i don't think so i think he did you might be thinking of uh moonstruck maybe with Cher. i'll tell you in a second do you think our like seo like our search engine optimization on the the uh, mentions of nick cage like, do you think that we're one of the top yeah. trending podcasts that mentions Nick Cage? I mean, it's all because of you, Elijah, but... The number one Nick we Cage to, podcast. We need to pitch that to get him on. City of Angels, 1998. Oh, right. City of Angels. How could I forget? <laughs> Such a bizarre movie. <laughs> The most uh, notable thing to come out of uh, City of Angels is uh, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Love Don't it. want the world to see me. Classic. We should do that movie <laughs> next week. City of Angels. <laughs> What's not to love about a movie where Nick Cage is actually an angel? Uh, hard pass. Time? I think I'll be on vacation. <laughs> is Loose Concept becoming a Meg Ryan podcast? No, I think we've just always <laughs> been a Nick Cage podcast. Just going leaning into it. Yeah, that time. For my recast, no, I I, I thought of thought of Nick Cage for a hot minute, but then I was like, no, he's too good for this. And then I thought maybe Bill Murray would be interesting. Ooh, as I Harry. Like it. Yeah, he was uh, rumored to be uh, under um, consideration for the part, but I just feel like it's it's more similar to Billy Crystal, not different enough. I want to see something different. Yeah. So I'm going with Harrison Ford. Mm. Interesting. I think that that sets a whole new tone. Does he on the have movie. Yeah, it's a totally different movie? <laughs> rather than being like annoying, he's like the person who's like exasperated by her. Maybe yeah. um, it just would be an interesting, different vibe, I guess, for the movie. I would, I would put a different. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it could work. I mean, I like that because maybe to make it even more interesting, you flip the roles, and he's the yes. hopeless romantic, and yes. she's the cynic. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think know. like with that, like this whole movie is Harry trying to get Sally, right? Yeah, and you, that would be totally unbelievable if if Harrison Ford was the lead. It's like, what is? Why is he like <laughs> wasting his time on this airhead? Yeah, so. it'd be an interesting uh, we'll scene of uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Yeah, not liking each there other. There you go. <laughs> Moving, move some, move some actors around. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get on to our uh, our uh, miscellaneous questions here. Maybe the main overall discussion is this: is this a fall movie? No, I think we're all probably on the side. No, it's not a fall movie. Take it off your fall lists, all you websites out there that have this as a fall movie. You know, maybe actually watch the movies on your list rather than just put them on there because of the cover. I know there's orange leaves on the cover of this one, but it's not a fall movie. <laughs> Is it a Christmas movie, though? I think it's a holiday movie. It's or a New Year's more, movie. It's more of a Christmas slash New Year's movie than it is a fall movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a winter it's movie. It's just like a in-between Christmas and New Year's you watch it. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch this movie. <laughs> or you just don't watch it at all. Yeah, exactly. That's the real the real smart move. Um, any other miscellaneous questions? I had a quick one. Um, beginning of the movie, she's driving that uh, wagon, that station, not a station wagon, but just a wagon. And she's got that tiny little trunk strapped to the roof of the car. It looked like there was ample space in the back seat. But like, like, why did they have to strap that? Like, think about driving across from Chicago to New York, 
and you have this you're going 80 miles an hour on the highway and you got this stupid trunk on the top of your car slowing you down killing your gas mileage and you just put in the back seat yeah those doing, are weird what was stuff. up with her shorts in that scene too those were like crazy shorts those are weird shorts and like another time jennifer l parsons dropped the ball jenny well and also jenny. like you're 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 driving across country with all your stuff and yeah it just it just seemed like i mean he just had like a suitcase i don't know it was that was just on kind of <laughs> yeah the bag too, like the yeah. blanket and he like immediately did not ever call that girl again amanda <laughs> he was like oh yeah what happened to her? <laughs> I miss you already. That's why it was so what chill. Was the, he was like, I'm just going to get to New York. What um, was the best jacket in this movie? I like the one personally where he's walking through the rain, where he's wearing the Yankee hat. It was kind of like one of those, it's like a warm raincoat. I was going to say the one where he's in the bookstore, sort of peering over the shelves at her. Yeah, that was a good one too. It's a good classic sports coat. Yeah. But he's got it comboed up with the jeans and the white sneakers. That was a good combo. Great look. I was gonna say that green. This one. movie contains a line that's in in one of the introductions to loose concept, right? Yeah. Great. Let it lie. Let that's it lie. my policy. Yep. Yep. That was that's it. why I thought you loved it, Elijah. No. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is one of Elijah's favorite <laughs> movies. And then I'm watching. I'm like, I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. How could he possibly like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, he he likes You've Got Mail too, so. Maybe just a big Meg Ryan fan. I don't know. I do. That's one I do like. No, it's not Meg Ryan. It's just, you know, I just think there's a better vibe in that movie. When uh, when that line came up, Rudy, were you doing the, the Leo pointing meme? <laughs> That's it. That's the line. He did it. He did the line. Yeah, and actually, speaking of memes, that happened. I was watching Jeremiah Johnson the other night. It's got that classic meme where he's like, he's got the full beard and he just like looks up and he's like, the nod, yeah. <laughs> the nod, it's just great. That's a great one. Phenomenal. Did you guys good. notice right, the uh, um, the comment on um, that was similar to Seinfeld about the apartments finding apartments in New York City? Yeah, yeah. where he talks about um, having All the, the obituaries. Yeah. Um, Cross reference that with the real estate section. That's why I felt like I don't like I don't know where Seinfeld was at when this movie came out, but like first season. This is was it third season? First. Oh, it was only the first season came, of Seinfeld. Yeah, they came so. out around the same time. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I just feel like this is like if Seinfeld was bad. Like there's not, <laughs> if it just didn't hit. It's not good. Because you can like draw draw similar lines, you know, like Billy Crystal behaves similarly towards you know as Jerry, and even Jess is kind of like George Costanza. Like you, they, it's like vaguely there. Maybe yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher's character is more like Elaine. It's like, what if Carrie Fisher's character dated, you know, Billy Crystal's character? That's kind of like Seinfeld right there. Yep. Dead on. That's a great comparison. Yeah. But Seinfeld's good. Seinfeld's like actually yeah. better and interesting. So next time, if you're thinking of watching When Harry Met Sally, just watch Seinfeld. Be, you could watch like yeah, all of the four episodes in the, the time that this movie lasts and uh, it's way better. There's a bunch of seasons in the cold where he's wearing cool jackets and a puffy coat. Exactly. It's great. Exactly. Kramer is just coat. a style icon. I think for overall, you get a better bang for your buck of like 90s New York with this movie. But uh, just the, you know, the enjoyability factor goes up with uh, Seinfeld. So Anyway, I don't think we even need to talk about uh, top 20s, do we? It's not even yeah, maybe bottom, t- bottom 20s. <laughs> This is the worst movie we've seen. 
yeah. on this concept. I think, I think, so I think you're I think right. Pretty I think you're right. Undeniable. Just a unanimous. Yeah, you, you know, can skip this episode if you want. Unanimous disagreement. <laughs> this movie sucks. Maybe, maybe we should have. Uh, <laughs> should have like had someone on who liked it. Actually, no, it's probably better to just roast it <laughs> so we can slander <laughs> it to their face. Yeah. Why would you That's like true. such a terrible movie? You idiot! <laughs> no, we. This really killed two birds with one stone in terms of our our diversifying our portfolio. We got a rom com, and then we also got a movie that all three of us hated. So we haven't Love had it. that yet. And now it. we got it. <laughs> so, Next good. week on Loose Concept, we're check back and to check. <laughs> eventually, Doing we will event- be best. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of next week, yeah, let's we're gonna be watching a real piece of cinema, a real a real classic. Next week, we're gonna be breaking down the Italian job. <laughs> Next week we're going to be... That's right. The Italian job. The, uh, That's a real movie right Mark there. Mark Wahlberg vehicle. <laughs> the vehicle. The literal vehicle. Yeah. I had a bad experience. Yeah. Another theme song uh, theme song line in that one. So something to look forward to. Tune in next week to hear that. Also tune in to hear us discuss You've Got Mail at some point in the distant future when uh, we'll be uh, talking about a rom-com I actually like. So... I don't hate Ooh. all rom-coms, just this one. <laughs> just this one. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to those who wrote in. We appreciate you deeply. Shouts to uh, Nick and Adam. Shouts to uh, Austin. Sorry you caught strays during Nick's <laughs> Nick's, uh, <laughs> Nick's uh, Pony Express. If you want to write us in, write us a letter. We are pretty much guaranteed to read it, read it at this point. Uh, you can write, send it to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at looseconceptpod. And, uh, yeah, above all else, remember to always... Keep it, keep it loose. Loose. Conceptual. Keep it. Bro. <laughs> Sean, are you like literally 10 seconds it's back? It's an eight. Like- I counted. It's eight seconds. Eight seconds of lag. I had a bad experience. Damn it. Do I really look like a guy with a man? You can't handle the truth. How's the pie?